Are you doing this work to facilitate growth or to become famous? Which is more important, getting or letting go? Kelly Butler is a former Winnipeg Blue Bomber, but he also played in the NFL. Butler now works with indigenous children in Winnipeg. Playing for a purpose, works with young people, providing mentorship and creating opportunities. Kelly, as a black man and a former professional athlete, how are you feeling watching all of this unfold? Hey, Stu, say, some, say hello. Hey, what's going on? Hey, what's up? I like the Detroit hat. I like this. <laughs> definitely, definitely. I'm trying to, you know, just make sure I'm representing the crib. And the one thing that is important is the signature hat. You know, I feel like how you wear your hat, it tells you a lot. And for me, I got a massive head, so I can't necessarily fit certain hats. So that fitted? Uh, yeah, it is. Actually, it's a funny thing about it. It's a fitted hat. Like, seriously, like it's a stretchy fit. You like, found a hat that would fit your massive head? I'm impressed. Yeah. Like, first of all, Mac, I'm glad you jumped into the conversation. This is not new to the world that Kelly has a size eight hat and a size 10. I'm not going to say that out loud. And a size 14 feet. The new hats with like the stretchy thing, man, they're much more comfortable than like the old like seven and three eights and seven and whatever the heck they were. Yeah, you know those I mean? those would give me headaches, those fitted hats. I had to stop wearing them. I mean, the biggest thing is like if I wear this too long, I will get a headache. Oh, yeah. I you're, No, I'm the same way, dude. Like Actually, for these, I, I like these ones. The snapbacks at the back of the back, like I need to go out there and put some thumbtack on the back because it's just not enough. If I think too hard or sneeze, that last little strap just pops off and there it is. Wow. KB had a sneeze or a head attack. Like it's just you just kind of know my big head does not fit into snapbacks. So I just stay in the fitting zone. Hey, Kelly, is that a Detroit lion behind you? Uh, that's me. You know what I'm saying? That's actually like the real lion. Like that's that's like in another lifetime, I feel like that's myself because I feel like I'm coming back to the crib and let's kind of get the store, you know, the shoot, the shoot, the stew and the show started. <laughs> uh, let's get the let's kind of work this thing out. Mac, what is our first topic of the day today, uh, big dog? Sure, sure. So funny enough, uh, I'm sure you guys can see I got my hair did today. And, sexy. Uh, yeah, thank you. I was driving home. And do you ever, when you're stopped at a light, do you just kind of look around and kind of see what everybody else is up to? Like you might see somebody singing really loud or head banging, doing their nails. Have you guys ever seen anything super funny? Today I saw something that was like, like I, I was disturbing. Like I had gone to the mall because I'm going back to spin and I've lost 130 pounds. I really want people to say like, yo, we all work out. We're a healthy group of people here. And what is not healthy is when you're in your car with your seatbelt buckled up, with your Bluetooth working and your hands free and what your hands are doing when they're not talking on the phone, which you shouldn't do. I saw a man, you know, nut crunching his nose so bad that he was just dummy fucking it. I'm like, yo, dog. And he was in there for real. And I looked twice. I'm like, yo, dog, I see you. But I was at an angle. I was a little and he just went with him like, is he going to eat that fucker? Is yeah, he going to yeah. really? No, dude. He, he, yo, he, he, he finger licked that fucker dog. He like, I was like, it was like greasy fingers. I was like, yo dog, it was kind of like, I was like, yo, you ate a booger. And you're like, it was not like a child. It's a grown ass man driving a car. I was going to say my son right now is in the booger eating stage where he's like, dad, boogers are good. I'm like, dude, okay, whatever, man. Just <laughs> like, 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 like I'm not mad about COVID because like I got grown people that wash their hands. So I like understand those boogers go to like, you know, everywhere he touches. So I'm really, really liking this whole new health and safety because before COVID, I ain't gonna lie, we were disgusting race dog. Like, 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 like washing hands. And it's just scary to think about how unhygienic we are. And when you see somebody in their car and you think nobody's watching, like I, I can count all, like the shit that people do when they're not supposed to be doing Majai driving. Like people, like it's, and men, it's just like men really finger fuck their nose. It's not women. They're doing like other shit, but men are like, like, I'm like, yo, dog, really? 
It drives me nuts when I see the girl like putting her makeup on driving down the road. I'm like, what are you doing? And, and I'm not trying to like the biggest thing for me is when like my significant other or Megan at the time wants to put down like the, the thing to fix your face. I'm like I can't see. I'm like, <laughs> literally, if like I know you look good in the mirror, but as you're blocking my I'm shoulder checking to the fucking right and it's you. And then she gets mad. And every time, every, every once in a while, I dummy fuck the brand. I, I dummy fuck the, uh, the brakes where I tap them and she'll hit her head. I'm like, wow. I'm like, oh, 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 I'm like, oh, I saw somebody, I saw a bird. You're like, what are you doing? I'm like, for the last two hours, you've gotten ready. Not my wife, but women. And like the next 10 minutes, you got to be perfect when you walk out. I'm like, all right. And now having sisters and having women and having a daughter, Mac, if you go down this realm, don't say anything right now. It's the safest thing you said because I'm single. Uh, you're married, and if you agree with anything I've said, you're going to be in trouble with your significant other. That's why I'm divorced. I, I, know, so, I know. So a lot of things just... I say do not agree with because <laughs> you'll end up like me by yourself and single, watching people pick their nose. See, see, for me, like when I'm in the car, I like yell. Like I like just will just yell at people like "fuck you." you know, I just. Like, <laughs> Like people are for no reason. I'm like, oh, that, you know, I just start swearing. I don't know. I like. To do I that. love it. Like now, when you swear, what are you listening to? Could you be like, are you listening to Baby Shark? Baby Shark, 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 shark. <laughs> Fuck you, Baby Shark, Shark, Shark. Because I see like moms in minivans going the fuck off listening to some heavy core, uh, Jay Z or Kanye West. I've seen moms pumping more hip hop in minivans than ever. And moms in minivan is kind of hot. Like I ain't gonna lie to you, adult like moms are really sexy in minivans because they don't want to be there and they're pumping Jay-Z or some hip-hop and they look good. So, like, the sexiest thing to me now is, like, a mom in a minivan. Now, I don't necessarily know if it's right or wrong, but it turns me on. I, I don't listen to music anymore, dude. Like, I listen to all pop radio. Like, all my conspiracy theory, aliens, like, Bigfoot, like, cryptids, like, all that stuff. I'm going to be quiet. I'm going I'm to I'm I'm be quiet and let y'all two talk because I don't listen to none of that shit. You and Mac are going to get along real well right now, you weird motherfucker. Yeah, I was going to say it's interesting, Stu. I don't know if it's just COVID, but my wife still has to go to her job every day. So I've really been starting to listen to podcasts a lot just to have another voice in the room. I don't know if it's a comfort thing. Actually, you know what? I've I've learned to be able to um like I, I put it on and I actually fall asleep to it. Yeah, I'm the same way. I'll take naps listening to like wrestling podcasts. <laughs> I just find them relaxing. Yeah. Uh, we'll have to share a podcast. Uh, I got some pretty good ones. Okay, sweet. Yeah. What I realize is like when we how we spend our time when we're by ourselves really tells where we're trying to go. You know, and we want to relax, you know, like Bob Ross. You're like, all right, well, that's just relaxing TV. And I find myself, maybe you do too, Stu, because I'm by myself more than I've ever been in my life. I find myself very connected to my animals. I find myself really just wanting to be out more, wanting to take my animals out more, really like embracing nature and just embodying, like when you see yourself by yourself and you see others around you, you're like, is it me or is it my environment? And how am I interacting? And I found like in COVID, I had to really reflect the people. And like, I was kind of good to be away from people because my animals were so always excited to see me. And I was like, yo, regardless what's going on, my animals really are happy to see me. And my daughter's really happy to see me. 
So I just kind of became really just focused on my daughter and animals and didn't really give a fuck. So like, what's that's what's great about your dog? You could come home at 4 a.m. drunk and your dog is going to be happy to see you. It's not like your wife, dude. She's not happy to see you at all. <laughs> no. And like <laughs> a podcast. Oh, come on. I'm just happy you're home. Like, yay. Thank you. Dude. And that's why I do shit. Like, like I come home, my dog might chew something up. I'm like, the next seven days or six days, you're going to be happy to see me. It was probably my fault you chewed the shit up. So I don't even get mad at my dog. I don't even get mad. I don't even yell because when nobody wants to talk to me, that dog is sitting there, rigs in there, having a good conversation. Like, Daddy, I love you. You know what? I'm going to take you for a walk tomorrow because you're the only person that really makes my life meaningful at times. So I think about when we look at our time and we look at what we do, a lot of times when you're by yourself, you show your true version. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, when no one's looking, for sure. And that's the thing about it. When when no one is looking, do you find yourself doing weird shit? Yelling and swearing at, at myself. <laughs> yeah, yeah. As I say, singing, singing more openly. Sure. My daughter Cameron will do the same thing. I'm like upstairs and she just starts yelling. I have to run down. I'm like, what are you doing? And she's like, oh, my bad. But I'm thinking, dude, I do the same thing. Just, just ah, ah, ah. Like I just start yelling at whatever. Like I fucking love you. I it's therapeutic. I it's therapeutic fucking love for you. sure. I talk too loud. Okay, like you're talking loud. So I'll tell a joke way too loud. And it's not me, it's like athletes. If you don't talk like athletes never share the space, so we just layer a beat with talking over everybody. Nobody's listening. But like as far as like athletes talking to athletes, we don't listen. Athletes know how to listen because we've had coaches. Now, the worst thing ever is to have a professional athlete that knows they know how to listen but then when you have a conversation they don't want to listen you're like yo dog you know how to listen because you played college football you did not get to just talk the whole way through meetings so you know that people have it in them but sometimes they choose to just have really bad behavior well yeah i think you know i, I always hated the person that like while you're talking you know they're not listening to you all they're doing is waiting for you to stop so they can spew out whatever thought they have in their head you know what i mean like like we're talking here and then you just go off on like a 10. I'm like, man, we weren't even talking about anything about that. But I guess here, go ahead and go with it. You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> that always bothers me. I don't know how it is for you, but, you know, especially like when we're doing interviews or whatnot. You know, it's I hate the question, answer, question, answer. Like I'm when I was doing my show, I might have an outline. I might ask the first question. And then from there, it just goes organically to wherever happens. You know and, and, and say that for the audience, like you had a, an audience before. And then you were on radio. So please tell everybody, you know, what you've done in radio. Just give them like a little bit of background of your history in the radio world, because this is not your first rodeo. Yep. So, I mean, I was always one that was always involved with the media. You know what I mean? So I was I was always the one trying to be in front of the media, because if you're in front of the media and the people see you, they like you, they get to know you. And the better that fans like you, the easier they're going to be on you. So all, I always wanted to be part of the media. So I did, um, I, for four years, I did ESPN. I did like uh, the high school game of the week, uh, which was really, really cool because it was my old my old high school league. So that was really but, fun. But, but Stu, for, for one second, just to, to, to put you on pause, you're really good in front of the media because you practice. Like, oh, so, totally. so, so like, now let's just be real. I don't want to necessarily name certain people. We have good teammates. All right, fuck it. I'm going to be an asshole. It is what it is. It's Kelly Butler. Nico Kudavides is not good in front of the media. He just, like, his persona on the field is great, but when he's in front of the media when he was in college, he wasn't. He's gotten much better. He's the NFL president. Who, who is that, Kelly? Nico Kudavides is, like, was an All-American linebacker, played at, you uh, came okay, from. Our, our age, lived with us, best friend. With our, one of our best friends. So, oh, okay. yeah, we, we make fun of each other as friends. You're like, Yo, your interview sucked. 
Like a lot of athletes give horrible interviews and we make so much fun of football players. Like that was not a good interview. You didn't say anything. You were pre-programmed. And Nico for a while was just really bad at interviews. Stu has always been really good in front of the camera and very articulate. But just like anything, it's just like it, we, we make it look easy and natural just because we do it. Like we do it more like, Oh man, how'd you like, dude, like it wasn't easy at first. Like you got to, stuff out there and like it gets easier and the one thing that we can say is i think it's not always like all athletes want to be heard and now that we all are in media sometimes i feel like the interviewer sets the athlete up for success for failure excuse me because they they ask stupid questions they don't even get to know the person and like it's not like this is the first time they see him they're around the athlete every time as soon as the camera goes on they forget to how to have a conversation like Motherfucker, I was just talking to you. Then the camera goes on. You ask me a fucking dumbass question. Like, so the media never really knows how to be themselves and then not be themselves because there's always this mix and match. Like, yo, I'm not going to be disrespectful to you. But as soon as I try and be vulnerable, you manipulate my words. So a lot of times, like when you look at certain podcasts or visual, we're safe because I know what not to say. Stu knows what not to say. And we know what to talk about. And we know, like, Nico's not going to be mad that roommates for life are like, yo, dog, you weren't that great on the fucking radio and media. Like, we can go find some fucking interviews and be like, KB, fuck you, and Stu, kiss my ass, and we'll see you. It was almost, like, so bad, it was kind of like his thing. Like, people loved it, though. You know like, he was like, like we, we would play characters, like, NFL players were, like, wrestlers. And, like, Tim Stratton was, like, Razor Ramon. I was, like, I tried to be, like, The Rock, because we always tried to have a larger-life personality. You know, when I look at Kelly, it's funny. I was watching old videos of you uh, the other day on YouTube when you would do breakfast television interviews. They're all there and they're like 10 years old. It's hilarious, man. Did you see the one with me and Kelly? You know, if that's on there. Remember when we were on that show, Kelly? Yeah, because Stu came up here. We had an MS walk. Oh, really? Oh, I'll have to go find that one. The problem is the problem is like me and Stu, we are very positive people, but we've grown up in a lot of pain and we like to have a lot of fun. So we put the pieces together for the missing pieces that we didn't have, like parents and proper environment. So we substitute that shit with buying shit and, you know, enjoying drinking and having fun. We don't do dumb shit. We just buy dumb shit. So when we look at when he came up here, Stu hadn't been to Canada ever. And I was like, I'm in Winnipeg. Okay, well, hold on. Hold on. Quick pause. Stu, what was your first impression of Canada? Well, or what have you heard? What did you hear of Canada before you came? Well, so my wife is Canadian, so I've been to Ontario. Okay. I, I've never been to the West side. Hold on for one second. Give a big shout out to your wife and like her athleticism and like just give a shout out for a couple minutes because yeah, this is important. My, my wife was an American hurdler at Purdue, but she's from Ontario. So I, I love, I've loved Canada. I, I've, I, whenever I go up there, the people are nice. Uh, they're friendly. It's safe. There's not a lot of discrimination. Um, I, it's just, I, I, I love Canada. I actually thought about going up there and living at one point. And actually that's, that's when I knew my NFL career was done. Like I played in the UFL was player of the year in the UFL. And then I couldn't get a workout with the NFL. So I'm like, you know what, you know, we have a condo downtown Toronto, which is where, you know, the Argonauts. I'm like, I call my agent. I'm like, Hey, you know, give them a call, you know, send out my stuff. And Week goes by, two weeks go by, and I'm like, man, I'm like, did you send? He's like, yeah, we send them your stuff. I'm like, they didn't call back. He's like, nah, like, hey man, that's. I'm like, it's over for me. I, 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 put, I tied the shoes up and put them down. I'm like, that. Hey, you, hey, you, you didn't go find like a power line and throw your cleats up there, like, no. you know what? Like, you try and no. spit game to a girl, 
and them lines don't work no more, you'd be like, yo, damn, dog. Them, 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 them lines was corny. Like, Stu's lines have always been fly. And Stu was just never had no game. One second, one second. Let me just get the, let the dog upstairs real quick. No, get Maggie. Go get Maggie. People want to see Maggie. Please grab Maggie. The fans want to see Maggie. Please grab the dogs. So, like, <laughs> it's just Bo. Maggie, Mag- Maggie actually got spayed. Oh, there he is. Maggie got spayed. Oh, uh, Maggie got spayed. Uh, and then we had the carpet cleaners come because this basement smelled like pure dog piss and poop. Every like, single time I talk to Stu, I talk to Stu every day. Usually, unless I get mad at Stu or Stu gets mad at me, we hang up on each other. And I'm like, Stu, we got to do our show. But every single time, he's like, "What are you chewing on?" They're shitting again, KB. I'm like, that's like usually we we're talking, and halfway through, they're fighting, shitting, or sleeping. That's all they do. Chewing, chewing, chewing. Hey, true story. Who's your favorite basketball player? Oh, Dan Marley, man. What happened? Did the dogs did the dogs chew up something, Stu? Man, so I was so oh, excited no. to get to get this in the mail uh, on eBay. I like the eBay shop. This is the greatest shit ever. He's not listening and he's watch this shit. Okay, be quiet. Hold on. I got this, right? Like yes, dope. That's yeah. sick. Yeah, well, until the dogs which I didn't think they could get at, and somehow someone moved it. And luckily, I caught it in time. But Kelly was talking to me on the phone, dude, and I, I flipped it. I was I was so upset, man. Now, I, was so, oh. I was so excited to get this. Now, now, hey, Stu, ask Mac about a similar story and a dog and something of his that got chewed up. This is a great story. I can't make this up. Oh, well, this is nothing compared to an autograph pennant. So uh, at my work, it's kind of dog-friendly. And uh, I'm the promotions coordinator, so my office is always open because people got to go in there to get phones and yeah. prizes, shit like that. So I have those, like, you know those Funko Pops? Um, people collect them. They're like little miniature figurines of, like, people and characters. Dude. Um, here, I, I got one right here. Oh, my God. Like these guys right here. These little guys. Ooh. Hold on, hold on. I'm coming, I'm coming. Yeah. Dude. I started look. Yeah, there you go. Exactly. Yeah, that's them. Yeah, like, you got, got that. My, yeah. got Alien Predator. There's Dutch when he was all in mud. Yeah, dude. Funk. That's awesome. That's the yeah. corniest. Yeah, I got my gold. You guys are Captain fucking America. nerds. The corniest shit ever. I hope your dogs <laughs> chew the shit out of these new toys. I'm cheering for the dogs. I'm, I'm cheering. Ones. I'm getting insane clown posse ones. Guess what? When you guys aren't paying attention, I'm going to give them to the dogs so they chew the fuck out of them because it's the weirdest shit ever. Okay, let me tell the story. Right, but if you leave it on the floor, <laughs> so, Stu, Maggie's going to chew the fuck out of that. No, it wasn't even on no, the floor. So Maggie's I have all my Funko shit. Pops. I'm give it to Maggie. Let's, let's let Mag tell the story. Wait, 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 what's your, what, are your, what are the ones you like to collect? What movie? What cartoons? Or what are they? Which ones? It's funny. People just get them. Oh, see, so I have another one from Avengers, uh, Korg from Thor. I don't know that. He's a little stone video game guy. Anyway, oh, yeah. people get no, them for guy, me that as guy, gifts. Wait, that, guy's, that guy's funny as hell. Yeah, he's the little rock guy. Kelly, it's Thor. Come on. Anyway, so I have a bunch of these on my desk at work. On my desk, not on the ground. A co-worker's huge dog. Like, this dog's massive. The size of a, the desk. He, I have a Bob Ross one, which I had just been given, and it was kind of rare because it was sold out for a long time. The dog chewed the shit out of this. Yeah, I'm doing it. Out of this. You came in your office. You didn't know it. No, he the dog wandered into my office, chewed my toy, and when I got to work, he felt so bad. The dog? <laughs> Who felt bad? Both, the dog felt bad. Both the coworker and the dog. No, like now, now, whose fault is that? Now, is that the dog's fault 
Or is it like, uh, I think oh. it's more on the tr- the owner, you know, you got to pay attention to your animals, right? Yeah. Just letting his dog. Yeah. Cause the dog can't help itself. If it's going to chew something, it's going to chew. So something. Now I got a question. If let's say I have rigs and I have Odin, <laughs> you fucking weirdo. If they came to your house and they chewed your action figure, what do I do now? Do I get you a new action figure or a mascot? Or is it just part of the game? Like, how do I do right by you? If I don't- well, the coworker ended up buying me. It wasn't the same Bob Ross one, but he got me another one. So it defe- uh, <laughs> was it better? Was it, I mean, I kind of liked my first one, but like that one was dead, man. Like it was a murder scene. There were little bits of Bob Ross's hair all over hey, my Stu, office. Hold on. You said eh, he didn't get the same one. So it's kind of like if I get you uh, a, if I get you a Louis Vuitton, if I get you a Rolex the first time, right? And I'm like, ooh, your dog chewed it. And I bring you back with this one over here. Or, or I could give you my watch and you can borrow it and then give it to a girl and lose it. We've had that happen before, haven't we? What the fuck are you talking about? Like, go ahead, tell the story, you fucking asshole. That's like a dog chewing it up. Even better. Tell the story when I let Stu, like, I I bought Stu a a gift. I bought you this gift. No, it was my, it was my watch. Oh, whoops. Yeah. And and the next day he wakes up and it's gone. He's like, oh yeah, I gave it to this girl. I'm like, that's cool, man. All right, that's awesome. And I'm like, how are you just going to give my watch away, dude? So it'd be like, that's similar, right? Shoot it up. Now, hold on. I drove back to Indianapolis and got your watch back. Did I not? I got your watch back, Stu. I got the watch back. You have the watch back. You gave me your... You still owe Stu a watch? Here, here's the thing. What's <laughs> nice about dealing with Kelly now is I know if he breaks or loses something that he can afford to buy me a new one. So I'm straight. <laughs> I'm, I'm, you can break my TV. You can rip down whatever as long as you can repay for it. I'm straight. Now, Stu, you bring up a valid point. Um, you've gone through the same thing we went through. And for me, I bought a Rolex because I, I'm not wasting time um, anymore. And if I get mad at your house, I got two, actually. What did you buy? Because you've been flexing on your social media and you're not really on social media, but we want to, I mean, like, what did you get, Stu? It's one of the coolest things I've seen. Well, first of all, I got some NECA Predator figures. You know, NECA at <laughs> no. figures. Right. Yeah. Nope. So I got those. Uh, <laughs> I got a PS5. Nice. Nice. Um, Wait, what games? What games on the PS5? Well, so I got, uh, I came with Spider-Man and then uh, NBA 2K. And then I nice. actually downloaded your games from PS4 into it. So I did that as well. So. Oh, that's cool. That's pretty cool. And Max, then. Stu, Stu, Mac will beat you in any video game. So Max boy better than I am. <laughs> will you stop being that kind of hype, man? Mac, what do you want? <laughs> what do you play? Uh, PC. I'm on the PC oh, right now. Yeah. Gamer, dude. We can't mess with you. I don't no, 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 Stu. No, Max trying to pull. No, we're <laughs> going to buy it. No, no. Hey, watch this. Hey, yeah. Mac, watch this. This is what it looks like to have Stu as your friend. Hey, Stu, can we buy Mac a PlayStation to beat him uh, just to, for shits and giggles? Can we buy him a PS5 just to beat him? Yeah, he better have a good internet connection because any lagging, that doesn't count. Like, oh, I'm lagging. I'm lagging. Oh, dude, that's part of the game, man. That's my favorite. Anytime you beat somebody and you hear them on the voice comms, effing lag. It's like, no, bro. No. Yeah, always. No, so then, so then let's see. Um, my BMW, I took it and got it like, it, I had red, I had like all the, the sensors popping up on that thing. But it, no, you had Exhibit show up to pimp your ride. That's what yeah, you got yeah. done. Now, now, Stu, let's be honest here. 
people are gonna be like, this guy's the most rich person. You bought the BMW. Now, for everybody that doesn't know, I'll tell the story. When Stu got drafted by the Oakland Raiders in the third round, this casual motherfucker right here brings out the coolest car on the block and the dopest bike when he first gets his money. Got a U-Haul and we put Chrissy's Saturn Ion on it. We drove out and then I bought a bike. So I I rode, like literally I'd ride my bike (laughs) into the facility and it had like the doors I wouldn't open up and I'd come in there and go like right right into like kitchen and drop it. And then when I started playing well, um, Warren Sapp, that's when the H2 Hummer trucks first came out. He's like, he's like, come on, white boy, let's go. He'd take my bike and he'd throw it in the back and he'd give me rides home. So hey, what was it like playing with Warren Sapp? How was that? Because he was like one of the scariest people in, in the world. You know what? He's very I'll tell you this. His football IQ is like he knows football, dude. Like he like he's a fan of football. And I'm telling you, I mean, I played with him towards the end of his career, dude. He is big, athletic, and he's he has always been a great friend of mine, dude. Me and him are close. I just, I told you, I, re- I reconnected with him today. I was talking. Because, hey, man, we was, the funny thing is you got to have street credibility. So you, you got to have street cred. So, like, what happens is this. So if you run up on Warren Sapp and you ain't a real one, he will fuck you up. Like, real yeah. fucking fast. Sa- same thing if you run up on me, I'm going to fuck you up. Like, nigga, I don't, I don't know who the fuck you is. Same thing with, like, Stu. But, uh, like, here's. You're pretty, you're pretty nice, though, Kelly. I mean. I know. But, like, I run up on these goon-ass motherfuckers that ain't so nice. I'm like, yo, what up, Seth? And, like, they're like, yo, what's up, KB? And, like, if I don't get, the, like, the proper response, I'm like, I'm Stu, homeboy. Now, I know Stu and this motherfucker have gone out there on shenanigans. He's like, yo, Stu, my, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, KB, oh, yeah. I'm like, then I'll be like, yo, Stu, call your mans. Like, I call Stu, like, yo, I'm with your mans right now. Go out there and give me my street card to make sure he's just, I'm certified. So once Stu called, like, yeah, he cool. He kind of wild. So, like, with Stu... He got his street cred. So, like, everybody knows it's still. You'd be like, yo, just check the source. So, when you talk about Warren Sapp, the player, I ain't talking to, like, the fans. I ain't talking to nobody. I'm talking to a motherfucker that was in the locker room. Like, hey, dog, he seems like, like, if you know him, he cool with you. But if you don't know him, do not even speak and look his direction. He does not seek like he wants to be fucked with. Bro, we were on the airplane in the Hawaiian Air, and he was, like, asleep. So, we had... Two seats a row, three seats a row, two seats, right? And he had the middle seat, so he's laying down, right? And he had some ashy feet. I mean, ashy as hell, right? And the store came by, I was like, he's like, hey, Warren, do you want some lotion for your feet? And oh, shoot. Like, we embarrassed him. Like, you can, like, if you, like, he, he gets embarrassed. He's like, Oh, bitch, what the fuck you saying to me, bitch? I was like, and he cussed her. I felt so bad for her, but she meant nothing bad by it. But we heard that, and they are like, oh, shit, Warren. He, he lost it, dude. He lost it. I felt so bad. Oh, uh, she probably quit. She probably probably quit. Hey, this, this, I thought of a question thinking about this. You guys have seen the movie Anchorman, right? You know when they have that station versus station fight? Yes. If you guys could pick any person from the NFL, past or present, to be your backup in that fight, who would you pick? We got five. We got to get five. Five, five. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Sure. Tell, tell your posse. Are Kelly on the same team? No, you guys are each the the teams coming to fight. No, each we're other. on the same team. First of all, no, that doesn't work because we played for Purdue together. So that first of all, <laughs> me and Stu are on the same team. We can add people to our like you. We we would kill okay, you. Okay. So you're two. So you're you're two. So who who's your extra three then? Extra three. You get who? 
I, I'm picking up Aiken right now. This motherfucker's just, I'm picking up Aiken. We're on the same team right here, Stu. I, I know, I know. Um, who, who, Derek Burgess? Remember him? Yes. He, like, he looked like, the, he looked like a devil. He looks scary as fuck. He like like he looks <laughs> pointed eyes. His eye, dude, pointed ears, and his eyes were yellow, man. Yeah, he, he was. Uh, um, Wait, hold on. He would sit in his Chevy SS before practice and smoke Newports. I'm like, oh. <laughs> you're a real one, dog. When when a motherfucker smokes a Newport before a game, you like he's either a real good football player or a killer, or he, maybe both. He didn't talk to nobody, but he was walking by one day and he heard like my music and I was listening to Three Six Mafia and he was like. You listen to three, six. And like, we became cool with that. So every Monday I go to his house and we drink Coors Light together. And I remember we, we were, we had a limousine. It was him and a friend in a stretch limousine. And like, we drove by the facility. Cause that's, that's where like all the people like had like an extended stay. And like, I rolled down the window. Cause I was always like the guy that everybody was cool with. You know what I'm saying? So like, I'm hanging with this dude, but this group kind of wants to hang out, but this guy doesn't or whatever. And I roll the window on the, like, yeah. Hey, Stu, man, uh, you going to the city, San Francisco? Yeah. And he's like, hey, you got any room in there? And I looked at Derek. Derek goes, I rolled the window up and Derek goes, nah, man, we ain't got no fucking room. <laughs> I'm like, sorry, guys, there's no room. And they're looking in there like, look. But hey, yeah. Yo, hey, Sue, the weird thing is this, as a rookie or a younger guy, when you hang out with franchise, so me and Stu hang out with franchise. Now it's very different. So one of the toughest guys that I, I, I hung out with. Would oh, wait, be so old- but we didn't finish. Go ahead. Go ahead. Yeah, you got to pick your last. Well, hold on a second. Guy. What I was trying to say with Stu's story, go. I'm gonna go sidebar here. When you're hanging out with franchise, let's say you're hanging out with um, uh, Warren Sapp or Charles Woodson, we play by their rules. They don't play by our rules. So when we sit with them and other teammates ask, like, Nah, Charles said you couldn't come, dog. Like, I don't know the rules, but I'm fucking with Charles' rules because if Charles wants me to get out of the car, I'm gonna have to get out of the car, and I'm gonna be with you, motherfuckers. So. Charles said you couldn't come, dog. And Stu's like, I don't like the motherfuckers. He'd be like, you know why? Because they bitches. And you'd be like, why they bitches? Because they don't play like you and they don't hang out like me. Because they like, because like them old school motherfuckers is fucked up, dog. I'm going to tell you this some real shit. If you're not tough enough to hang out with them, they won't fuck with you. Now, if you're tough enough to hang out with them, then they'll hang out with you. But if you're not tough enough to hang out with them and do your due diligence, which means listen to these motherfuckers, bring in the food, and the joke is not that fucking funny. If you laugh too fucking hard at somebody's joke and you're not on their same level, they will fight you. That's like, it, it's, just, it's just the culture of the environment. Let me ask you this. Here's how it was for me. Like, I, I got cool with guys because I would go out with them. Like, it didn't matter if it was a black club, white right? club, getting hammered, and then wake up the next day and go to practice and ball out. They're like, yo, this dude. dude like, that's how I earned a lot of respect. And I ain't gonna lie to you, hanging out with the white players, y'all do some of the most fucked up prank shit ever. So, like, though, like no, 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 like no. Here's my coolest white boy. Like the coolest white boy beside you is Justin Smith. Remember that go hard, heavy hitting motherfucker from fucking Cincinnati Bengals? Like that motherfucker was a motor guy. So he hung out with Brock, uh, Brock Gutierrez. Remember when Brock came and he did this, uh, he tried to do the splits, split his fucking shit. Then he, he said he pulled his hamstring at practice. So we had our starting center. We had a party. He put on a Nacho Libre sombrero, got fucking hot, drunk on fucking Patron, did the splits and pulled his groin in practice. He had to pretend he fucking whatever. So that was Brock. That was Brock. You know what I'm saying? Hey, this dude, Dominic Rayola, dude. Or- He's Dominic Rayola is one of the like 
Dominic Ray Ola is one of the toughest motherfuckers because of Olin Krutz. And Olin Krutz knocked out motherfucking uh, that big-ass dude from um, uh, when they got in that fight uh, at the gun range. You understand? So, like, the biggest thing about football and Rayola, sports... probably Rayola. Who's our last guy? So, we we got Olin Krutz. We got, I got Olin and Dom. So, Olin and Dom. Okay, and I got Burgess. Yeah, but it's me and you. Okay, yeah, all right. Now, yeah. we have 11 people. We're not playing basketball. We get six more motherfuckers, dog. So, now, let's not be stupid. Uh, you got your fucking mouth. This went from small fight to full-on war. It's 11 now. on 11, dog. <laughs> NHL, NBA, NFL, and MLB. That's like the different That's like the different people who were fighting. Oh, we would fuck up everybody. Them hockey that, that's a good one. Oh, the hockey guys. I don't know. I think they would be your biggest competition. No, 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 no. Here's the question. Are we fighting a gorilla in the water or are we fighting a shark on land? Yeah, we're not skating. I'm not skating. No, no. It's got to be. Here's what we'll do. I'll make it fair. I'll put you in a pool and drown the fuck out of you, you hockey motherfuckers. <laughs> Go out there and let that water melt. I'll get in the water with you like fucking uh, Lionheart and drop kick you out of the fucking pool into the pool. You want to be on water? Let that water melt. Put me in a pool and I will fuck you up. And let's tag team. It's like a tag team of wrestling and I jump off the diving board and drop kick fucking Evander Kane's fucking face. And I'm like, okay, well, well <laughs> hold on, hold on. So the, the hockey players will have their sticks. The baseball players will have their bats what are you guys bringing as well nothing we'll just like, put on our equipment and take their <laughs> shit we'll put on our equipment and we'll take their shit like literally the most embarrassing shit is i'm gonna put my helmet on <laughs> i will go find the biggest motherfucker with the belt think about it what the fuck is like all right think about this aaron uh let's see like let's 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 the, the, the toughest baseball player alex rodriguez i'm probably gonna have to go fuck up alex rodriguez He's on. He's a big juiced up motherfucker. Like, let's just just take him out. He's gonna be in the fight. So guess what? Now, gangs in New York. I'm going to find Alex Rodriguez. I don't like the motherfucker. So I'm putting on Kelly Butler. I'm taking all the. I'm putting the fucking the beard is dyed, and I'm ready to go to war. I said, like, if I had to go fuck up a few people on the other side, Alex Rodriguez probably the first person I would chop block the fuck out of and punch him square in his fucking mouth. You know what I'm saying? He gets on my nerves in baseball. He'd be the number one baseball player. I would beat his ass. Oh, okay, okay. I thought you meant like he was like a tough one. I'm like, no, but he's gonna be one of the toughest guys that can fight in baseball. Like you're like, you got Nolan Ryan's. Like, there's not a lot of tough baseball players. Not they can't really fight. Like, think about baseball players. There's not a lot of tough baseball players. There's not. I think Ken Griffey can swing. Ken, Ken Griffey Griff can throw his hands because he's an athlete. Now let's go to basketball. Now in basketball. I will beat the shit out of 95% of the basketball players. Basketball players can't fight. Like, that's the one thing. Like, as a football player, Nate Robinson couldn't fight. That's why he got knocked the fuck out. Embarrassed every professional athlete there is, bro. You know, you know we played against him in the Sun Bowl when he was at Washington. Now, the problem is, as football players, I can pop this shit off. No, wait, hold, on. One, hold on, one question. Matt, have you ever seen a professional basketball NBA player in, in real life? Uh, yeah, yeah I've, I've gone to a couple Timberwolf games, actually. Oh, I like the Timberwolves. Dude, they're... Yeah, they're, they're fun like, team. They are so skinny, dude. Like... Yeah, so that's the thing. Like, they wouldn't have anything on the NFL or any. You got to think, think about this. You guys are just built... Think about this. The only person that I might have some problems with, like, my size would be, like, LeBron James. Motherfuckers, like, like he's like he got hands. He look like... That's like, true. He's, he's like, a big guy. But, like, think about... Uh, like, Butler... Who? Uh, Jimmy Butler would be a hard one to fight with. You would you would have to fight like Jimmy, but then we would have this like you and Jimmy would have to go at it. Well, Shaq would be like the general, kind of hanging in the nah, back. Shaq can't, but like, he's there. Shaq can't fight. 
He's just be like, you just got to cut Shaq in his kneecaps. He can't fight. <laughs> I'm trying to think. I mean, Charles Barkley can go though. Charles got some hands. Like them old school oh, motherfuckers. He'd be fierce. And like be Bill Lambeer could go throw them fucking things. Uh, Isaiah Thomas, Michael Jordan got them fucking hands. I got a question for you. Being a Caucasian athlete, how much shit talking did you get from black athletes? Oh, dude. I I remember when I remember when I caught uh Ladaney Thomason from behind my rookie year. He turned around and goes, and I tackled him from behind, and he turned around and goes, oh, hell no, this white boy didn't just tackle me. I'm like, damn, what the fuck? He's like, yo, I didn't think you were that fast or whatever. And then a couple of times, remember Eric Moulds said some shit about, yo, white boy, whatever. I'm like, yo, I'm like, man, I'm not even white. And he's like, I'm married to a white woman. It's all good. And we just, got, you know, we started laughing and shit. But I remember when I was playing Denver, Nolan was their center, 66. And for whatever reason, me and him, like, he hated me. I hated him. And we're in Denver. And it's like, you know, we play him twice a year. So it's maybe like game six of my, you know, three or whatever. And he called me the N-word. And, and Eric Burgess looked at me and he's like, did he just call you? A-? I'm like, motherfucker. I'm like, you white trash piece of shit. I'm like, I'm a white dude. What the fuck are you talking about, man? Like, what the fuck? And then, like I said, when I got moved around to other teams, and I don't know if I should have been offended by this or not, but. They're like, wait, hold on. You're number 30 for the Raiders? And I'm like, yeah. Like, we thought you were a light-skinned black dude. I'm like, no. They're like, you're just like a white dude. I'm like, yeah, I'm just a white guy. All right, cool, man. Like, I can't be a white dude and, like, fucking be athletic or what? You know what I mean? But, yeah, everyone's like, oh, we thought you were a light-skinned black dude. Hey, you want to hear the most fucked up thing about Stu? Steve's personality, Stu's personality is like Steve Carell. That's the shit that makes shit so funny. He is just like Steve Carell, and he go out there and dummy motherfuckers. Like, Stu's personality is like Steve Carell. That's why I love Steve Carell. He's like, on The Office, that's how Stu is in real life. He'll say some weird, like, not in generally. I'd be in an all-black club in downtown Oakland, dressed in, like, like, you know, just, like, white boy clothes or whatever, and just, like, talking just like this, and they'd love it. And here's the thing. I'm like, Stu be like, they got alcohol? He'd be like, I'm coming there. And, like, we would do this shit, and it's like, I'm not trying to glamorize this shit. We would be in Oakland. And me and Stu was like, fuck, we ain't going to the rich shit today. We found this hole-in-the-wall bar, drank Washington apples, jukebox, and played pool, and we just did that shit. Like, usually me and Stu would either go to a pool alley, and we play shuffleboard. Um, and, like, we're from fucking Michigan. So, like, this is what we do, Mac. Like, literally, like, we're not that fucking cool. Like, we talk about our kids. We make fun of each other. I make fun of Stu's action figures. He says I had the worst smelling feet, and then I tell him to go fuck himself. And then we just sit there. Yeah. And we just like if, if if people could like like see sometimes like what we actually did, even when we we're playing. Like it's really there's not really much time to do anything. Like you, we just like you, it ain't freaking MTV cribs and video shoots, dude. It's like some pretty just down boring shit like yard work. I like to do yard work. Yeah, and I like, I like to re- house. I love staples. And like the weird shit is like 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 when you look at athletes now, like Deshaun Watson. And you're like, "Yo, you're a quarterback." Um and you're like oh, like when you look at these sexual allegations as a retired athlete and we've gone out. And when I talk about the stories and the partying, we've never ever had any sexual allegations, no sexual misconducts. I mean, we've made our mistakes with alcohol. We've dabbled with marijuana and those kind of things. I'll be honest about that. That's why I said where girls are like, 
come get me. Like, what are you guys doing? We're like, nah, we're nah, dog. Me and Stu would go home, get some food. So when you look at Deshaun Watson, can you kind of talk about what's going on, Mac, with Deshaun Watson before we go into this next part of the story? Well, I just want to ask you guys, like, why do you think some guys continually cross the line? Like, you guys have obviously were brought up the right way and knew where the line was and never crossed it. But, like, why is it so hard for some guys to to not cross that line? You want to take that one, Sue? Yeah, I, was, I think for me, a lot of guys that are in the NFL can play football, but they're just awkward people and they don't have a lot of confidence. Like me and Kelly, we don't need to prove anything to anybody. So a lot of times these guys, it's almost like they they almost have to like prove to themselves that they can do this and they can. And, and Stu, a lot of times people copied us. Like we weren't necessarily like the franchise player, but we were like the coolest person on the team or people liked us. We had our own thing. We had yeah, our own so people would always come around us and like they would copy us or they were like, if we were there, their party was qualified or cool. And like, you know, to, to piggyback off this, like, it's not that we. Hold on. I, sorry. That just made me think of, I remember I was out in the club one time and Randy Moss was out there and me and Randy were cool, you know, and my wife had some friends with her and Randy's like, Stu, come here. I'm like, yeah, what's up? He's like, who's that girl with your wife? I'm like, it's one of her friends. He's like, Hey, can you go over there and tell her to come over here and talk to me? I'm like, I'm like, you know, you're, you're Randy Moss, right? Like, what, like, I'm like, yeah, I guess I can go over there and talk to her. And, we're going to simplify the conversation. The first thing that Stu made very clear is confidence. Yeah. The one thing that I realized when I was 14 years old, Marcus Matthews, my cousin, made me talk to a bunch of girls and handle rejection. Because a girl says no, she's right, has the right to say no. It means to be like, she said no, fuck it. And we never really pressured, and like we were always fun. Sorry, I was going to say, like, with the whole Deshaun Watson thing with his massage therapist, like, when I, like all of my massage therapists, like, they were friends of ours. They would do my wife, they do me. And yeah, they're, they're like, you know what I'm saying? But it's like nothing, there's nothing sexual about it. Like it hurts, you know what I'm saying? But some guy like like let's and let's and let's, and let's be completely honest here. Let's be let's be that guy. There's athletes that pay for services, sexual services, they pay for these things. Let's just be completely honest. Shit. And the girl, the girls know what the deal is. I mean, but just, there's no respect for women. Like the problem is a woman in prostitution, she's putting herself at risk, but it's her body. So it's all the time. Like, I think men try and manipulate the situation and blame the woman. And like, the woman's like, I got nothing to lose here, dog. Like I'm still a woman and you're dealing with a prostitute. You forget that. And like, that's one part. And I have no problem with that. So I want to frame this very carefully and very clearly is if you want to sexually have those kind of things, then get a professional. Don't put somebody as a massage therapist in an awkward position. And it's like, there's 24 of these women. So there's three parts to this. Tell me if you disagree. I say the first few, yes, they had no idea. The agency that keeps letting girls go to Deshaun Watson should have stopped this. Now, after like one, they should have referred to the team. And then it'd be like a civil suit. Be like, hey, yo, Deshaun, you got a problem here. And then like, it's not let 24 people go unknown. You're like, yo, there was no idea that you had some sort of sexual deviant behavior. Like Kellen Winslow had deviant behavior when I played with him at Cleveland. Now, well, really, you know he had weird tendencies then. It was fucked. Like he was jacking off in the parking lot, fucking pocket pussies. Like the dude, like he's got a solid dad. I met his sister. Like, like the, the motherfuckers. Wife like, like, his wife, like it's not even them. These motherfuckers, like, yo, like the shit that he was doing was like wow. Like, I don't like to have to open up like him. Hey, I was like, yo, I've been 
sexually fluid. I've been with men and women. So you're like, yo, all right, all of a sudden, like, well, some things are like, but it's been still consensual. You understand? So when this motherfucker is not fucking his pocket pussy, this motherfucker's out here creeping around behind. Like, so like, if you don't tell your skeleton around trailer park, like looking through, like, <laughs> like what the fuck are you doing? Like, like, like Stu's like, oh, I'm having a beer at home. Like, no, Stu's not fucked up. Like, you know, he's like, what does Stu do? Like the nigga did some fucking beer, maybe did some cocaine. He's not out here raping bitches and hiding through windows and fucking uh, the golden girls. Like, think about that shit. You got fucking killer Winslow trying to go out there and chase down fucking, uh, Fucking uh, Betty White and shit. She was like 90. Like, my grandma, like, that's fucked up. Like, you like, yo, dog, like, who comes up with this? Like, and he was in, like, really good shape. He was riding that fucking cycling shit. Like, he became, like, a super predator. It was fucking that's, weird. That's the thing. <laughs> I, you know what? I just realized that we have been, you know what this has all been a sidetrack to? Is um, Stu's story about coming to Winnipeg, you were telling Kelly. <laughs> yeah, that works. So, so why don't, in, like, a big circle, we end the show with Stu. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> As I said, let's let's end it with Stu's journey to Winnipeg. Who's that? Is that is that Maggie? Kim, bring him back. Bring him back to the show. Who is this? Please bring him back to the show. <laughs> He's awesome. He's the cutest thing in the show. That's what's gonna bring people yeah. back, Bo. Just cold bow and talk about your story to Winnipeg. And I'll, I'll look at the dog. Oh, he's just, he's eating the fuck out of your ear. That's weird. Like, how often do you let the dog clean your ear out, Sue? Is that the thing like you do daily? No. Oh, man. My, ear, my ears are clean anyways, dude. I don't have like earwax or nothing. And the thing about it is this podcast, the podcast right now is a true story. It's oh, for fuck's sakes. <laughs> predator. Here's a predator. Now, to all... <laughs> The fuck is this? What is this gold goblin over here? That's golden uh, Captain America. The gremlins. Okay. Have you ever seen a gremlins? Get to the chopper. Get, <laughs> get down. All right. Now, guys, this is one of our best shows. This is why we do it on Fridays. Check in. It's a coach's corner. A lot of times in film, this is what film looks like. This fucktard over here is playing with action figures. Um, you know, Mag is trying to clean it up. And then Mag will be like, guys, let's go out and win the game. And we'll go out and ball <laughs> the fuck out. And Mag will come back like, Mag, what'd you do? You're like, I fucking really don't know, man. I really have no idea how these fuckers pull it together. And we fucking played well. <laughs> yeah, it'll be it'll be funny. When, when I listen to this back, I'll be like, what the hell? What were we doing? Mac was supposed to keep us in line, dude. Mac, you <laughs> lost it. I brought you on for a reason. The last week, we were much more organized without you. Now, Coach. No, as soon as you said he's banging Betty White, I'm like, what the hell? We were talking about coming up to Winnipeg, and now, we're, now Betty White's here. So you clean up the story, Mac, because I got to go to spin in like five minutes. Uh, so you got like five, ten minutes to clean this shit up, Mac. What are we talking about? I want to I wanna hear Stu talk about his impression of Winnipeg and how you convinced no, them to come up here it was it was well you know kelly had his foundation and um well kelly's mom had multiple sclerosis and my sister has multiple sclerosis so um one he was raising money for that two helping you sports and three i wanted to get the fuck out of the house <laughs> like yo i gotta go like i chrissy i gotta i gotta i gotta i gotta i gotta go you know so dude you remember that kelly i was i was I was wild, dude. dude I was, like, where'd you take him, Kelly? Where'd you take him? No, what no, spots did you hit? Cool and watch practice and like, <laughs> like, 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 we didn't do anything really. Like the problem is like <laughs> me and Stu you normally like get a week just to have fun with each other. 
Like, so Stu was like, I don't want to work, Kelly. He was like, I'm missing the meeting. I'm like, no, you're going to these shit because Stu want to have some drinks. And like, Aiken was here. He's like, fuck this shit. I don't want to go do this shit. Now, Stu would like get up and be pissed off. I'm like, we would go to Joey's. We'd have fun. Hey, hey, Stu. Now, if it's okay with you, can I tell the person's lawn that you said you were going to take a shit on? Or did you forget about that? What? You're, so, you're old, you're old. we went to that person's house and we started drinking, playing games, and you're way out. You're like, by the way, I took a shit on your yard. <laughs> what? Who you're, who, uh, um, um, don't say his name, but he used to be on the show with us. And then you went, we went to his house and then the, in his yard. Yes, you did. You took a shit in his yard. Yeah, because someone did that to me in high school, and I still want to fight the motherfucker for it, okay? What uh, happened? What happened? Jerry, Jerry McNowski at a house party, that one that Charles Rogers was at, and he thought it was funny. He shit in my backyard, and I found out about it. And to this day, I see him like, dude, you, why'd you shit in my – I'm like, dude, what's – like, you could have went inside, man. Why'd you have to shit in my backyard? So, wait, did you just randomly find it and you thought it was like dog crap? But then somebody's like, no, that's that's oh, a dude. They're like, oh, dude, oh, Jerry, shit in your yard. And I'm like, that's not funny. Like, that's not, I went and found him. I'm that's like, hilarious. Like, that's so funny. That's hilarious. I'm like, you got to go. You got to get the fuck out. And ever since then, like, he was like, I still, I'm cool with him now, but I know I would never do that, dude. I, that, I would not. Uh uh-uh, uh. Uh uh. I would. That's just nasty. Come on, Kelly. I can see you doing that. <laughs> now, on that note, we're gonna push out of here because I'm not shitting on anybody's yard. No, Stu, you, you just you just pee in suitcases, and we'll leave it at that. I love you, Stu. I'm so excited that we're at a place in our life that we can laugh about our pain and we can learn. And to to tie this with a nice bow, how relieving was it to get your NFL disability? And not have to worry about a paycheck. It still hasn't. I mean, to be able to know that I can focus on my mental health, I can stay in my house, and I don't have to leave the house unless I want to, and my kids are going to be financially sound and they can continue to live at the lifestyle that they want to live. And then me and you, I think we can have a lot of options to do a lot of cool things with charity and different things. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's nice just to know, like, uh, we have every month, we get this amount of money. Like it's nice to know a consistent pay because I haven't had the pay since like my second year in the NFL. After that, dude, it's like, you don't know what's going to happen. And, and Stu, I want to say like, honestly, thank you, man. Like as much fun as we have on the show, you coming on here, making yourself, you know, accessible and just telling it how it really is. That's why people can relate to this. A lot of people try and clean this up. Either you love us, you hate us, but it's the reality is where we are totally and permanent disabled because we, we, there's certain things that if you put us in environments, those things are going to happen and we can laugh about it, but it's not funny. What, it's not funny when you put us in that environment and when you see it for real. This right here, it's a comfortable environment. I'm in my house. You're at your house. You know what I'm saying? Like we're all talking about stuff, but like if you get me outside and it's like, like we change, like we seem normal now, but like. Don't fuck it, with us. Just leave me alone. Yeah. Like, like, if, if, like, Mac, understand he's one of us. And don't get cute and try and fuck with Mac to go out there and think we're going to laugh about that. She'll be like, oh, look at fat-ass Mac. Mac, watch this. Me and Stu, like... He loves to throw a shot in right, every like, now and again. No, no, because they're not going to take... Throw, like, here's what happens. Somebody's going to try and get cool with us and pick on you, Mac. And then all of a sudden, we're like, so you're going to do the pick on the Mac guy? Like, hold on. Me and you, like, Stu, 
Who wants to take this one? Because it's always like, because it's always pick on the white boy when it's around us. And it's not like a serious thing. Like, you just like, or yo. Or you might say that joke and then that dude's laughing too hard and we're like, motherfucker. You, you don't right know me. Like, and like, and then like, so it's very much so Mac is safety first because Stu's going to drop kick you from the back. Stu ain't going to come. Like, he's a free safety for a reason. The motherfucker's <laughs> not a strong safety. He's going to read the situation, be like, bam. And then I'm like, all right, cool. Mac going to be over, like, coaching it up. Like, I don't know what's going on. And all of a sudden, you go see Tarzan, which is aching, swing out of a fucking tree like an Avenger and kick Ooh. fuck this on. And then, like, I'm down there fucking just butchering it up. And then Stu's like, and then Chrissy comes through with like stretch arms. And then the little four kids that he has, he has four kids. I don't even know all their names. They come running. And then Posey swings out of the room and flowers grow up and they attack people. So we're like the Avenger. Oh, they're they're biting your ankles and stuff. And then Riggs and Odin, I got cats. And then, like, my bear comes. And then it's just some shit you don't want to deal with with us. So just let us. Oh, shit, the predator, he's coming too? Yeah, dude, the predator, man. Hell yeah, dude. All right, so we're going to predator out of here and not be predators. So peace. <laughs> um, and we're pushing out of here, Stu, stay some because I got to go to the fucking uh, workout. Peace. Hey, peace. Peace to the Middle East. <laughs> <laughs> Bye. Ron everybody. Burgundy there, boys and girls. Ron fucking Burgundy. <laughs> peace to the Middle East. I'll see Al you next Borland. week. Al Borland right there. <laughs> I'm over here. Remember tool time? Yes, I do. If Yes. Oh, what was the guy's name that was like used to look up Wilson from the fence and shit? He was like, hey, Wilson. Yeah. He was an alcoholic. He was an alcoholic. He's dead now. He died of liver failure. So. <laughs> That's a good place to end it. That's a good place. It took a dark twist. All right, guys. Goodbye. <laughs> hey, guys. Thanks so much for listening to this week's episode of Coach's Corner. We're going to be back Sunday with another episode of the weekly check in. So make sure you stay tuned for that. We hope you have a great Easter. And this week's outro song comes from Jim Yosef. It's Firefly Part 2. Enjoy! Enjoy!